Welcome to the Market Leaders Podcast, where you'll find valuable marketing and business development insights from legal innovators. The podcast series is brought to you by Ackert, the company behind Practice Boomers, Practice Viewer, and Practice Pipeline, the leading business development pipeline management tool for law firms. Welcome back to the Market Leaders Podcast. I'm David Ackert, and today I'm here with Barbara Mallon. Barbara is the Chief Business Development and Marketing Officer at Jackson Walker. Barbara, great to have you with us. Thank you, David. It's a pleasure to be here. Tell us a little bit about yourself, if you would. Well, sure. I am a lawyer by training. I practiced as a litigator for over a decade and have experience both as a trial lawyer and an appellate lawyer. I made the switch over to business development and marketing about two years ago, although I had been heavily involved in the administrative side of running the small law firm that I was affiliated with during a significant portion of my career. So I have quite a bit of experience in the overall administration of a small law firm, but then a lot of personal experience in what it means to be a lawyer who's charged with business development and getting out there and really developing a personal book of business. Very good. Now, Jackson Walker is a regional Texas firm, is that right? Yes, we are an AMLA 200 firm. We're the largest firm that's based solely in Texas. We have about 360 lawyers. Uh, We're 130 years old. Seven offices here in Texas, including Dallas, Austin, Houston, San Antonio, Fort Worth, Texarkana, and San Angelo. So we're spread pretty well throughout the state of Texas. Uh, We've got not only a, a reach within Texas, but national and global reach as well. So while we were preparing for this interview, you talked a little bit about an initiative that leans heavily on the networking connections that the firm has developed. Can you speak a little bit more to that? Certainly. One of the ways that we ensure that the Texas platform is not limiting for our clients is to develop relationships with like-minded firms uh, throughout the United States and also throughout the world. And we're a member of actually two networks of lawyers that we can tap into to provide for client needs, either where we don't have sort of niche substantive capabilities or where there's a regional capability where we might need to affiliate counsel uh, elsewhere. The, The primary one that we work with the most is an organization called Global Law. We are a founding member of the Global Law Network, and Global Law was founded in the early 90s, late 80s, as a means of taking firms like Jackson Walker, who have very strong regional presences, and bringing them together so that they can leverage their capabilities to serve clients worldwide. Within the Global Law Network, there are over 4,500 lawyers, so that really magnifies the presence of our 360-lawyer firm around the world. Uh, we, you know, through the Global Law Network, have connections to over 150 firms and can provide indigenous counsel basically wherever our clients need it. And have you found that that network has tracked to new revenue directly? Yes. Uh, in fact, that's one of the, the things that we monitor really carefully and, and uh, take a look at on a quarterly basis is where the network's connections have enabled the firm to develop new sources of revenue. And the marketing officers of the Global Law Network in North America have most recently been very engaged in a project to try to work together to even further develop the connections among our firms so that uh, lawyers understand 
what other firms are capable of. A recent example, for instance, is one of the firms in the network, a firm out of New York, needed some assistance in Texas with a HIPAA issue, and through one of the projects that the chief marketing officers of the Global Home Network have initiated, learned that a lawyer here at Jackson Walker um, had that uh, HIPAA capability um, and engaged him to assist his client, and that's just a very recent example. We find those examples quite frequently and track them through our experience management database, in fact. How involved are the lawyers in the tracking of that data? I know I'm getting a little tactical here, but this is something that keeps a lot of people in our industry up at night, getting that information out of the transaction and the conversations that are occurring between the lawyers and their referral sources and into some sort of database so that you have the uh, the data and the ability to run the uh, ROI and the projections that you need to from a, a business perspective. Well, and of course, it's you know not a perfect effort, uh, but we have two opportunities within our system to collect that information. The first opportunity is in the matter intake system, and the matter intake system simply includes a field to advise the firm whether it's a global law referral, and then we're able to track that, of course, through the matter intake system. We also separately in our experience database collect information again about whether it's a global law matter, and so we have two opportunities. Uh, where it's not terribly difficult to report what the source of the matter is. There's also a fairly robust system of champions within the firm for global law, and they tend to be aware of the transactions that are taking place or the, the cases that are referred through the global law network and are helpful in providing that information as well. Well, that's uh, quite a hearty endorsement for experience management and the resource that it can be for a firm when managed well. So let me ask you a question, because this is also something that I encounter often among firms that have some role in a global network like Global Law or a law firm to law firm referral network which is that the lawyers don't always get particularly engaged in the effort, and then it becomes really a point of frustration more than anything else. But it sounds like you've been pretty successful in having your lawyers put into this so that they get a lot out of it. How do you engage them in the global law effort? We really work within the context of global law to help lawyers develop personal connections. The neat thing about the global law network is that It's a small enough network in terms of its leadership component that people really tend to know each other well and they trust each other. And so our uh, challenge as marketers and people who are involved in leveraging the Global Law Network is to get people plugged into places where they can make those personal connections. And there are a couple of ways that we do that within the network. Um, The first one is one that we try to get young leaders from the firm involved in early on in their career, and that's uh, the Global Law Young Leaders Network. Um, They have a multi-part program where they meet in person and forge those personal connections that become the basis of meaningful, lifelong contacts within the network um, through the Young Leaders Program. They meet in person. They learn about business development. They undertake a class project that benefits global law. And just through those, you know, interpersonal contacts start to form the seeds of a business development network within global law. Um, There are also a number of initiatives within the network, um, intellectual property, mining, uh, tax, various substantive areas where the network brings together lawyers who 
share a common substantive interest or common practice interest uh, to develop business for the network as a whole, uh, but most importantly, to develop those personal relationships. In addition, the network holds a number of regional meetings and an annual meeting where all of the delegates from the firms attend. Again, it's focused both on understanding substantive legal issues that uh, impact clients, but also on getting to know each other, making personal connections. Many of the delegates bring their spouses along and spouses meet each other. So it's a very personally connected network. And the advantage that that provides is the building of trust. Uh, Because in order for a legal network to function effectively, there has to be that baseline level of trust that if you refer a matter out for a client, that that client will be treated just as well by your network connection as you would want the client treated by one of your own partners within your own firm. Oh, that's uh, impressive. It sounds like you've really woven this into the culture of the firm. We're really excited about it. This year, our firm has the opportunity to host the annual meeting, and we are um, very excited about the prospect of bringing our network partners here to show them the city of Dallas and to talk about new innovations in the law and what those innovations mean for the, the network's clients and for the firms that participate in the network. Given how important your lawyers' professional networks are through Global Law, and I'm sure other platforms as well, how are you helping them to manage their targets? You talk about experience management, and in my experience, that's generally a database that's managed by the marketing and BD function. Now, certainly, it's populated by information that comes from the lawyers and their transactions, but uh, they themselves are not necessarily logging in and looking at, oh, who are the you know key relationships that I should be focusing on? Uh, is there a mechanism to help the lawyers stay focused on their best and highest opportunities? At Jackson Walker, we're very focused on developing lawyers who understand the process of business development. And so we've got a very robust training program that starts at year one with lawyers and goes up through young partnership years, soon to be uh, even a further step beyond that. And we teach business development as a process. And that's helpful to lawyers who are oriented towards process-driven procedures rather than uh, oriented in sort of a sales kind of way, because if they can understand business development as a process, they're less likely to be intimidated by business development, and they're less likely to feel like they're out there doing salesy kinds of things. And so uh, we provide a lot of training for our lawyers in the process of business development, Um, And we're working hard at the firm to create a common vocabulary around the process of business development so that when we talk to lawyers about their pipeline and their prospects, they understand what we're talking about in terms of the process. And so, you know, we can ask them, so where are you in the process? And they can answer in a way that is meaningful in terms of the training that they've had and then are capable of talking about next steps with particular prospects or with uh, particular existing clients who we might be seeking to expand. I uh, really want to call out a couple of things that you just said. One is that you start them at year one. That's quite unusual, but I can hear the logic in it because obviously you're looking to shape a mindset and shape a behavior. And if you wait too long for that, 
uh, process, then they simply aren't going to be able to do whatever pivoting they need to do in order to be productive as partners, not only through their actions, but really through their way of thinking and way of being as prospective rainmakers for the firm. The other is I really appreciate this concept of having a process in place, getting the lawyers comfortable with and even confident with the idea of having a pipeline, tracking that pipeline, and ultimately using it as a guide for their business development efforts. You're right that it is a little bit unusual to start at year one, and it's very unusual for lawyers of my vintage, uh, because when I started practicing law, the basic theory was during years one through about year seven, your job is just to become the best lawyer that you can possibly be, and business will follow. And that really is not the case anymore. Lawyers really need to be focused on developing relationships, but most importantly, listening to the needs of their clients and figuring out how they can help serve their clients by identifying those needs. And so the process that we start in year one is talking to associates about how you go about identifying needs that your clients might have and what that process looks like and how you can better serve your clients by being attuned to their needs. Right. Well, I want to circle back to you here. Um, Again, your background is quite unique for your role. And I'm wondering if the years that you spent as a lawyer and the background that you have as a lawyer uh, play in at all to the way that you approach your responsibilities and projects as the marketing and business development officer for the firm, or if you've noticed a difference in the way the lawyers interact with you, given that you share a similar background. When I was recruited to Jackson Walker, the firm was specifically looking to put a lawyer in that position. And I think that's because they wanted the lawyer's perspective on marketing and business development. You know, of course, having spent many years practicing law, I'm really attuned to the need to develop really exceptional client experience. Um, And of course, you know, the, the experience that the lawyers deliver in terms of just the interaction through the course of any matter is key to that, but also the interactions with all other uh, people in the firm that they might come in contact with. And so that that's something that I'm very laser focused on. But also I have a lot of empathy for what it actually takes to get out there and practice law and, you know, be, be attuned to your clients. But at the same time, always be focused on what's coming next, because you can never afford to really sit back and wait for what's going to walk in the door when the next matter resolves. Because if you wait to develop business until you're not busy, uh, then there's going to be a long lag time uh, when when you're sitting there wondering where your hours are going to come from. So, you know, as a practicing lawyer, I, I definitely, you know, bring that that level of empathy to it. I also, of course, bring quite a bit of substantive knowledge uh, to to the marketing and business development function. Uh, there, there is definitely a, a key element of understanding what it is that our lawyers are doing, even in substantive areas that you know I may not have practiced in. I've had enough exposure uh, to understand generally what they're up to, uh, what sort of business they're looking for, how their workday unfolds. Those sound like really valuable benefits. Too bad it requires a JD and 10 years of practice for the rest of us to catch up to you. 
So where do you go personally for your own insight and development and training? There are a lot of sources for, you know, the ideas that I have about enhancing my role. One of the the most obvious to me, at least, is really paying attention to what is going on that will impact the firm and what will impact the clients. And so I read on a daily basis uh, the business journals for our major markets, pay attention to who's relocating to those markets, um, attend a lot of Chamber of Commerce briefings and things like that uh, to get the, the latest intel on who may be coming into any of our cities. I pay attention to news and have feeds set up for Lots of issues that are of current interest to our clients and that will impact them in some way. Things like, you know, what's going on with the opioid crisis? How is blockchain developing? What's going on in terms of, you know, new uses for blockchain? Uh, ways that, you know, for instance, proof of work uh, might be superseded by proof of stake. How is artificial intelligence being used uh, in the marketplace legally? How is it being used by our clients? Um, what state and local national policy initiatives are going on, tax reform, uh, trends in urban development. So all of that sort of news monitoring really plays into what I do as the chief business development and marketing officer and helps me work with our lawyers in identifying areas that we need to develop substantive expertise in order to be most useful for our clients. In terms of sort of general business development and marketing ideas, there are lots of great sources out there, uh, both in the legal world and in the world of business in general, uh, that inspire me and that cause me to look at the world in different ways. I listen to this podcast religiously and get lots of good ideas from it. Um, I often find myself pulling out a notepad and writing down something that one of my contemporaries says. Uh, because the, the ideas can be so valuable. I love the Harvard Business Review IdeaCast uh, because it uh, addresses not only marketing and business development, uh, but all the areas of business operations. And so it can be very enlightening to take a look at how um, businesses are reacting to changes in technology and uh, just changes in the way the world is functioning. The Harvard Business Review is also, you know, a great deep dive into to those sorts of topics. I love the Marketing Smarts podcast. Listen to Freakonomics a lot of times because I'm just kind of interested in the social side of economics. And so there are lots of insights that you can glean into um, individual behavior that help any leader of, uh, of people in performing that leadership role that's also a critical component of the, the chief role in a law firm. Well, I appreciate when you were mentioning the various uh, sources that you go to that you included this podcast and that you even pull out a notebook to uh, make notes when you listen to some of the episodes. I assure you that this episode has also inspired a lot of notebook pulling out as our listeners learn from you today. So thanks so much for sharing the initiatives that you're involved in and leading and uh, best of success at Jackson Walker. Well, thank you. It's been a great pleasure to speak with you. Thank you for listening to the Market Leaders Podcast. For more business development resources, visit ackertinc.com.